This is episode 16 of What's the Deal, Grosseal, the podcast that explores the people, places, history, and events that make Grosseal unique. I'm your host, Ben Fote. One of the things about Grosseal is that a lot of things get done by some very motivated volunteers. We have a great number of groups that do some remarkable service in the community. A goal I may never accomplish is to find each of those groups and talk to them on the podcast. This week, we're talking about Grosseal's Kiwanis Club. Whether you know it or not, you see their work all over the island. Let's learn more. Well, Keith Fuzinski is with me today to talk about the service work that Grosseal Kiwanis performs in the township. Thank you for your work, and thank you for joining me, Keith. Thank you for having me. So I've known Kiwanis members from childhood, but I really had no idea that it started in Detroit. So tell me about Kiwanis in general and how it spread globally and, and what it stands for. When it started, it started back in 1914, these two gentlemen, Alan Brown, who was a professional organizer, and Joseph Prance, who was a tailor, wanted to make a group for young professionals to be able to network in Detroit. The group was called the Supreme Lodge of Benevolent Order Brothers. Luckily, that name changed to Kiwanis in 1915, the same year that our second club started in Cleveland. The name Kiwanis itself comes from an American Indian expression, Nook Kiwanis, which means we trade. Because back when it started, that's what it's about, trading ideas and networking. In 1920, the model changed to we build. In 1922, it was our first non-American um, club started in Canada. So we build was our, our model until 2005 when the members changed it to serving the children of the world. Like I said, in the beginning, it started with it was a networking building, network building thing for young professionals. But in 1919, the organization changed its focus to service specifically to children. Today, Qantas International has more than 550,000 members, starting including you know, K-Kid clubs in elementary school all the way up to the adult Qantas clubs. We host nearly 150,000 service products a year. Our club here on the island started in 1962, and we've, we've been active in many service projects. When it started, we used to hold, hold a regatta every year, but um, that, that, that has since went away. We, we currently do stuff like we maintain the playscape behind the post office that people use all the time. Uh, we do the, the flag program you've seen around the island, which we'll probably talk about later. You know, we do the all-island cleanup every spring, at least when we're not under a pandemic. <laughs> Sure, sure. And speaking of the pandemic, that that change of focus in 1919 probably had something to do with the pandemic back then. Right. Yeah. So what kind of programs happen at the national and international levels? Um, they actually have a lot of programs. They, they're working on, uh, on uh, working on tetanus transfer from mother to, to children. They're working on iodine deficiency. They've also, we do book drives. We actually build playscapes. In fact, there's a grant program in Qantas International that Clubs can actually apply for a grant to have Kiwanis actually build a playscape in, in your community. Well, that's great. It's so all kind of stuff like that. We, we tend to focus on the community, and Kiwanis International does the bigger things, but when they sure. need help, they, they call us for help. Like when COVID started, they started a, a fund to you know collect PPE and buy PPE for first responders and frontline workers. So they came to all the clubs and said, you know, we're doing this drive. Can you help? So all the clubs funded money back up to international to help with that pro- project. So I know that our involvement with, with Kiwanis on the island started with K-Kids. Um, our, my older son, Duncan, who was on the first episode of the, the podcast, he was in K-Kids uh, a few years ago um, at Meridian. And I know there's Builders Club and, and I, th- I think there's a high school program too. The Key Club. 
Yeah. And then there's a, um, we're part of the, the flag subscription and I know about the Island cleanup. So what kind of programs happen? Are there new programs that come about? So we have a couple of reoccurring programs that we'll, we'll talk about. I'll, I'll tell you about, um, there's a list, so <laughs> stand yeah. by. Um, the, the one that's coming up next is called Reader, Reader on the World. It coincides with Literacy Month. And what we do is pre-COVID, we would have like police officers, lawyers, firemen, township officials, what have you, people with important jobs come into Meridian Elementary School and read stories to the students. Because of COVID, we can't bring people into the school this year. So to adapt that program, what we did is we asked all the teachers of Meridian Elementary, what's the one book that you want to add to your classroom collection? So they gave us a list. We bought all the books. We're labeling those now, getting them ready for uh, to give them to them. And then when March comes, the beginning of Literacy Month, we're going to deliver all those books to the teachers. Um, the other thing, like you mentioned, was All Island Cleanup. We normally run this out in the parking lot of North, Northridge Church every April. Last year, because of COVID, we couldn't do it. We're in the pre-planning stages now of a modified island cleanup where small groups or families can sign up and we would designate an area for them to clean up. They would leave the trash bags in place on the side of the road and then the Qantas members would drive around to pick up the trash and we'll have a priority waste truck stage somewhere which is normally at Northridge Church but we'll find somewhere to put it this year and we'll just take the trash there and dispose of it for everybody sure the last few years we've been putting on a scavenger hunt uh, right. we, we partnered with the Grocio Historical Society to put on a family-friendly scavenger hunt it's basically we did it along Macomb for the younger kids and then we also had questions around the island and you know, so the, we'd ask a question on a sheet of paper and people have to go to certain spots and find the answer to those questions. The first year we did it, we had a, almost 100 people, over 100, somewhere around 100 people. Last year, we had over 200 people participate. Uh, the businesses worked with us to, to donate prize baskets for the kids. And actually, we had prize baskets that ranged from all age groups. We're, we're working really well with, with, the, uh, with the businesses on the island. We worked with the DDA to, to put the scavenger hunt with the Paint the Town Red, which coincides with Homecoming Weekend. So that's what we've been doing for the last two years. And it's growing every year. People love it. So this is going to be an annual event that we do every year. Yeah. And I remember this year I was I was at the Historical Society. I was buying some books and uh, a bunch of kids, I think five or six, all on their bikes and matching T-shirts were yes. riding up and, and doing the Thing, and then it looked like they went further south down East River. How far does that go? Um, we, like I said, we did the whole island. So some of the historical markers that you see around the island are actually part of the scavenger hunt. Uh -huh. One of the questions, like what was the highest elevation on Seal, and that would be the sled hill over at the airport. Basically, so we'd have a sign up with the answer and direct them where, where to go next. Um, and the, the T-shirts, actually, that that's one of the things for the businesses when the businesses you know donate to be part of this project, their name goes on the back of the T-shirt. Oh, that's excellent. So all the businesses get, you know, publicity from it because people see what they did and how they helped. Same thing with the, with the baskets they donated. You know, every basket that certain business donated had a label on there. This this came from, you know, sure. island goods or what have you. And helps people get familiar with those businesses. It's it's hard to draw people in off Macomb Street sometimes. Yeah, it was it was it was hard last this year the way we did it because of COVID. You know, we didn't we couldn't really send people in. But last year, people were saying, well, there's businesses that we've never walked into that we didn't even know they were here. Sure. So, so it gets people up, walking up and down Macomb, which you know makes the businesses happy because they get more foot traffic and people get to see what's, what's there. We have a lot to offer in Macomb and people don't really realize it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So another project we have is the dictionary project. And if you went to elementary school here, you may know of this. Every year we provide dictionaries to the third graders of Meridian Elementary School. Uh, Pre-COVID, we actually have a member who's an amateur magician and he would come in and do a magic show for the kids, play dictionary-based games with the kids and I'll have the dictionaries be looking up words or origins of words, what have you. This year we couldn't do the magic show. So what we did is the school told us how many kids they have and we just bought all the dictionaries and we delivered them to the school and the school still, the kids still got the dictionaries even though they didn't have the fun part of the program. That's great. That's, that's near and dear to me. I started working at the Webster house at Greenfield village last year. So oh, nice. that was a lot of fun. I know that the, the flag subscription program We're we're at the beginning of January, the, the renewal has started and people can sign up. I think before I'm, I'm not sure when the deadline is for signing there, up. For there that. is no deadline. <laughs> well, there is no deadline. There is no deadline. I actually asked the next one I was going to talk about is our biggest program right now that the residents actually see is the flag program. This is a subscription service. So for $50 for an annual subscription, you get a, a flag put up in your yard or a designated location on the island for six patriotic holidays. It's Memorial Day, Flag Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Patriots Day, and weather depending, depending if it's Veterans Day. If we have sockets in the ground, if we can't find them because it's covered in snow, we can't do Veterans Day. But sure. last year we were able to. Our members volunteered their time to put the flags out a few days before the holiday. We come out a few days after the holiday and take them away. We care for the flags. If they get torn or tattered, we replace the flags. We work with the VFW for any flags that actually get get, to, get tattered. They will be retired through the VFW. You can order a subscription for yourself or for someone else. If you order a subscription as a gift, we will send them a little card saying, congratulations, so-and-so has bought you a gift. We'll be putting a flag in front of your house on these days. Now, my issue is I live on a house. I live on a street with three houses on it. And I always fly a flag, so I don't fly a flag in front of my house. So my flag I have at the Commons over at the corner of Macomb and Meridian. And I also sponsor the Marine Corps flag that's out there. So so that's why all those flags pop up at the holidays. It's not the township doing it, it's the Kiwanis. It's the Kiwanis, yes. That's excellent. And if you you want to order a flag, uh, you can do it by going to the GrossioKiwanis.com webpage. And there's a link right there on the front. And we'll have links to all these things in the uh, episode description. So, And besides that stuff, I mean, we, we do trick-or-treating on Halloween. Every December, we adopt a family in need from the island uh, to give them a Christmas. We used to host game nights at Islandwood Senior Center before COVID hit. We hope that once it's over, we can get back there to give the seniors something to do. Yeah. And we work with the key club in the high school. They come in with the seniors and play games with the seniors. And... Um, like I said, we, we do uh, work parties for the Playscape throughout the spring and summer. And you can see, if, if you follow our Facebook page, Grosio Kiwanis, our Kiwanis Club at Grosio, uh, you will see, um, I totally lost my train of thought as soon as I was saying that. Oh, <laughs> all of our events are posted on that page like a couple weeks in advance to let people know what we're doing and where sure. we meet up. And I bet if somebody really wanted to get to know uh, what the events were, they could join. Oh, yes, that's our whole Another fun story. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we how do we do that? Uh, well, there's a well, we, we like we like volunteers and we like members. Um, to volunteer, like I said, we, we really look for help with the playscape work parties. And I will tell you now, if you want to do playscape work parties, wear bad clothes because it normally involves staining and painting. Sure. We, we people show up and like, yeah, you're not dressed for this. Go home and change. And to bring them back. <laughs> 
Um, you know, they say many hands make light work. So the more people we have helping us, the more we can do for the children in the community. We, we have meetings every Thursday. Normally they are at Township Hall. We used to have them at the middle school. Now we're not having them, we're meeting virtually. A lot of people tend to shy away from joining these service clubs because of the mandatory meetings. Our meetings are not mandatory. Um, they're fun, they're not mandatory. So you can be a Kiwanis member and never show up to a meeting. You just tend to have a better idea of what's going on if you do show up at the meetings. But you can pretty much stay up to speed through the emails we send back and forth of what's going on. Like we had, we had uh, the meeting we had this week, only everyone's out doing stuff so no one can meet. So I had to end up sending an email out saying, okay, I got the books. Um, <laughs> these are the three things that's going on right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like I said, we meet at Township Hall, but the, the way to do it is through our Facebook page, the Kiwanis Club of Grosio, or, uh, you know, GrosioKiwanis at gmail.com is our, you can get on our volunteer list through there. Sure. Now, some people, some people are restricted. They, they either can't get out because they're, they're susceptible to the virus and they, they need to stay in or, or maybe they're, they, they just can't get around so much anymore. Are there ways to, to help uh, support the, the Kiwanis with, with money? Yes. We love money. It helps us do our job. <laughs> um, so what we, we used to do, uh, we used to sell peanuts. We used to sit at Kroger and sell peanuts. We used to be at the middle four corners of down at bridge selling peanuts um, the problem is it's sort of contradictory now because a lot of kids are developing peanuts, peanut allergies, right? So selling peanuts to help kids that are not, you know, that are hurt by peanuts are not a good thing. So our big, our big fundraiser right now is the flag program, but you can, we have a charitable trust. And if you go to our website, grossiokiwanis.com, there's a button to donate. That is a tax deductible link. Or five one c three, so that you can actually make tax deductible donations directly into the trust, and all the money from the trust goes directly to helping kids. Perfect. Well, I think we've covered everything, and and you all do so much already. But something I ask guests to do every episode is to make a wish for Grossiel. So, if you could have a wish granted for the community, what would it be? You know, there's a lot of things I could I could think of to to help the kids and, and Grossiel as a whole. I think honestly, right now, the one thing that everybody would agree with that we really need more than anything is a safe, usable county bridge that we don't have to keep paying money for to get over. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even if you can ride your bike over for free, it doesn't take you to where you need to go. So exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for spending this time with me, Keith. Uh, Let me represent the rest of the community and tell you that I and we appreciate you and the rest of Grossiel Kiwanis and the effect that you have on our children and the pride you show in our community. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for allowing me to talk about the Kiwanis. Um, We we have fun. Uh, Come out and volunteer. Come out and see what our meetings are like. In fact, volunteer a few times and see what we're like. And if you want to be a member, yeah, come on and have fun. Or just uh, spy in, spy in on a Thursday meeting if you can. It, it, you know, they were more fun in person than they are by by oh, Zoom. But uh, I got I got to tell you, you know, because the Qantas meetings were all about the kids, it it, it has to be fun. <laughs> Absolutely, because you know it's just children. You have to. We, we we tend to laugh more than we talk at the meetings. Best way to be. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Keith Fuzinski and the Grossiel Kiwanis. Make sure to get involved with their efforts as much as you can. I hear they have a great time. Now, we're approaching Valentine's Day of 2021, and I have some quick things to say about the next episode. Episode 17 is going to be quite a time. I'll warn you now that it's going to be very long, at least double the normal length. Uh, 
so you may want to settle in, especially if you like those real crime podcasts like Serial. We're going to look at some of the criminal criminal enterprises of the 1920s that had an effect on Gross Eel. Because that interview went really long, I'll be creating a second bonus episode to release on Valentine's Day. But I still need your help. Look in the episode notes for ways to tell me what you love about Gross Eel so I can share it with everyone. The very best is if you call it in on the phone, and the phone number's in that list. But I can read them if it comes to that. And as I said, it will be its very own bonus episode on February 14th. So that's it. Get ready for next week's episode about organized crime in Metro Detroit. There, I said it. But I waited until the very end. What's the Deal Gross Eel is recorded and produced by me, Ben Fote. You can keep in touch with me through the What's the Deal Gross Eel Facebook page or email me at whatsthedealgi at gmail.com. You can share episodes from Facebook or hear them from the website, whatsthedealgi.com. And of course, it never hurts to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes through your favorite podcast delivery tool, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and so many others. Our intro and credit music is Mocktails in the Rain by Anti Ludo, which is used through a Creative Commons license. Find more of his music on soundclick.com as Anti's Instrumentals. Thanks for listening to... What's the deal, Grosiel?